Listener Production. Take it away, my dulcet-toned Adonis. Oh, hello, Justin. Oh. Welcome back for another episode of Just the Gist, a weird bi-weekly podcast. Bi-weekly. In which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a story we think you'll find interesting enough to discuss at a dinner party. Mm-hmm. What do you got for us, Miss Waterland? Well, I got one this week that is like kind of topical in the news lately, I guess. Um, It's huge in the US and I think they thought it might be huge here too, but I don't know if it has been. Mm. Um, It's a documentary on Netflix, the only reason I've heard of it. And the reason it made me interested is because I kept calling it the murder murders. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The murder murders. So it's this big murder. Raja. Raja. It's this big murder case in the U.S. with this trial that has gripped the country. Mm. And the Netflix documentary came out as the trial was happening, and I just kept seeing it because the last name of the person is Murder uh, M U R D A U H. So it's the murder okay. murders. Uh-huh. Murder. And um. So that just, I thought that was funny, but then I looked into it and like, I saw a couple of stories published about it here, but it hasn't really broken through as like the absolute media frenzy that it has in the US. Uh Um, And it's pronounced Murdoch. I looked it up. So it's the Murdoch murders. But I think it's funner to say the murder murders. Murder murder. Murder murder. <laughs> oh wait, people have died, so oh. rain it in. That's Not right. the murder funny. part of it. Right. But it is fun to say things like um Moira Rose. Mm. The murder murder. So I'm doing just the gist of <laughs> the murder murders. The Murdoch murders. Big case right now. And uh-huh. it is this documentary on Netflix. I'm coming into this completely blind. I think most Aussies are, which mm. is because it is literally like not OJ Simpson level big right now, but pretty close to being that big because the trial was all live televised. People were tuning in. Actually, when the um, verdict came through a few weeks ago, there was someone up in the listener office who was like, the verdict's in. So oh. one person upstairs cared. Oh, was it Chris? No, it wasn't Chris. Uh. So I don't I don't think the kids with a Z... Oh, I had an awkward kids with a Z moment. Mm. So I was getting my hair done um, at my salon, Goldie by Byron. It's in Darlinghurst, I think. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Everyone go. Mm. Byron Turnbull, he's amazing. But I was getting my hair done and he, one of his younger um, employees... <laughs> we were just chatting about um, Instagram and there was someone that I followed and I couldn't remember their name. And so I said, oh, I'll just go into my follower, to the, my following list because mm. you can go into your following list and then hit most recent mm. and it comes up and then you can find who you recently followed. And he was like, whoa, I didn't know you could do that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I know how to do something that one of the kids doesn't know how to do. And he goes, well... I don't really use Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> Burn, David. Burn, David. Oh. Anyway, God, humiliating. <laughs> They're not on the Instagram, I don't think. <gasps> Boomers of Facebook, geriatric <sighs> millennials of Instagram. It's us. Yeah, yeah. Out to pasture. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's um, it's a really 
fascinating documentary though on Netflix and there's mm. also another HBO one and there's um, this amazing podcast on the whole thing. But um, I'm going to give you just the gist of the Murdoch murders. Mm-hmm. Here we go. On June 7, 2021, mm. so a couple of years ago, a man called Alec Murdoch, 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 Murdoch. See, nothing spelled the way, because it's spelled Alex with an X, but it's pronounced Alec. And it's Murdoch, oh. but it's pronounced Murdoch. Alec Murdoch. I should have just <sighs> written Alec Murdoch. Like, Write it phonetically. phonetically. Yeah. June How 7, 2021. Obnoxious. They're rich people. A man called Alec Murdoch. He's 54. He calls 911 at about 10 p.m. and tells them that he has just found the bodies of his wife, Maggie, and his youngest son, Paul. Mm-hmm. They had both been shot repeatedly, just all over their bodies. Uh-huh. The murders shock everyone living in the low country region of South Carolina, uh-huh. USA. This is like south of the south. Mm-hmm. It is swampy, it's marshy, it's like gothic noir. Uh-huh. Kind of big, um, what do you call those houses? Uh, plantation kind of like mm. houses. Um, it's very Dawson's Creekish. Like they're all on the water, and you can get in a boat to like go places. Uh-huh. Like it's that Weepy kind of willows. place. Weepy willows. Gators. I don't think gators. Okay. Um, but lots of uh, rich white people. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Um, the murders shock everyone because this is one of those towns where, like, everyone knows everyone and, like, low. it's called Low Country Region of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And the Murdoch family was probably the most prominent family in the area dating back over 100 years. Uh-huh. So Alex Murdoch's great-grandfather had established a law firm in the district, which was then run by Alex's grandfather, and it was then run by Alex's father, mm. And he now worked there as well with his older brother. And it Nepo is babies. Nepo babies, big time. Dating back to their great-grandfather 110 years earlier. Um, it was the biggest, most important law firm in the low country region, specialising in accident and malpractice compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time as running the law firm, though, the Murdoch family had also had a hold on one of the most important legal positions in the district for, like, about 90 years. The great-grandfather, the grandfather, and the father of Alex were all the, um, all held the position of district prosecutor. Uh-huh. So they basically decide when the police arrest people who gets tried in uh-huh. court. Like, they're the one who, like, as the state, as, like, the area pros- public prosecutor, okay. they decide basically who gets in trouble. For anything. Okay. Um, Like police arrest people, the prosecutor says yay or nay to taking them to court. So they're an incredibly powerful legal dynasty Mm -hmm. in South Carolina. Um, The only reason Alex or his brother um, themselves weren't also district prosecutors is because laws finally were put into place that said you can't have that position and also be involved with a private law firm, which their great-grandfather, grandfather and father were. That's so it's dodgy. It's so dodgy. <gasps> it is so dodgy. The conflict of interest, that it's yes. like just corruption city. Uh-huh. Um, but Alex and his brother, Rudolph, were still um, volunteer prosecutors. So they were allowed to help their father, who was the public prosecutor, 
uh, with all of his prosecution cases, just not on an official paid basis. But they were still very much entrenched in like that system and that office uh-huh. while making lots of money at the private family firm. I should not be surprised. This is the American Deep South. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically for 100 years, the Murdoch family has been in charge of who gets charged with crimes in the low country and they are responsible for getting large payouts for people in the district for various malpractice things. So people mm-hmm. are either like scared of them or indebted to them. Yeah. Um, they are extremely wealthy, not surprisingly. They pretty much run the low country region. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's very much like those movies set in all those southern places where there's like a main kind of rich family mm-hmm. and like their daughter is the main daughter who's going to marry the main, like, you know, it's, yeah. they are that dynasty. central dynasty-esque yeah. family of the area. And so that's the context in which Alex uh, Murdoch, like I said, 54, grew up in and existed in. He had worked at his family's firm as a lawyer and was married to Maggie, his wife, who mm-hmm. he met in um, college. They had two sons. This is the most Southern wealthy name ever, Buster, <laughs> who's 24, and Paul, who's 22. They lived on a massive mansion estate. They had uh, private islands. They had a beach house. They had a private jet. That Like, wow. they are wealthy. Mm-hmm. Then Maggie and Paul were shot to death in 2021. Mm-hmm. And while he wasn't suspected at first, the shooting of his wife and son led Alec Murdoch's bizarre secret life of crime and murder to become uncovered. And it's almost impossible to believe the level of complexity, the tentacles of how far this thing goes, Mm. the weird web of where he, this, it's, that's why this story has gripped people. Because when stuff got blown wide open, Mm. you couldn't believe how far it went. Uh Uh-huh. So. Feels like it's going to get a bit sort of breaking bad. A little-ish. Complexities. Okay, so the trial has happened and someone has been sentenced. Mm-hmm. That's all been put to bed now. Just a few weeks ago. Okay, and how old was Paul when he was 22. killed? 22. Okay, and proper adult. Yeah, Alec was 54, his wife was 52, uh-huh. Maggie was 52. Okay, got it. They run that town. They run that town. So um, it does kind of, when you hear it all unfolding, seem like how is this even possible, but then you kind of remember that everything is corrupt and the justice system isn't equal for everybody. Mm. And, of course, they're a wealthy white family in the South who are in charge of all the prosecutions for 100 years, so they really could get away with almost anything. Mm-hmm. Until they couldn't. <sighs> so, after Maggie and Paul are murdered, Alec isn't officially considered guilty. Um, I mean, his family is in charge of finding people guilty, so <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> um, there's a massive funeral, a big massive display, an outpouring of grief from everybody in the whole region. It's a big, sad story. Mm-hmm. Alex says that he was visiting his mother that night, which is why he wasn't home. It happened while he was visiting his mother. Mm-hmm. He got home and found them. Can we ask his mother to verify? No, she's got dementia. Uh-huh. Perfect alibi. Convenient. So Alec also floats the theory that the shooting was a revenge attack because Mm. his teenage son, Paul, well, Paul was 22 when he died, but when he was a teenager a few years earlier, he had gotten into a bit of a pickle. Mm. 
He had been out, drunk out of his mind with his friends in 2019. He was apparently an awful entitled little brat all the time, but that Mm. became worse when he was drunk. Mm -hmm. And after being out drinking all night, Paul insisted on driving everyone home um, on his boat um, because that's how they all would get, you know, you just, they all live along the river and you just, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody really wanted to go with him, but apparently he was very controlling and like the town prince. So you couldn't really say no to Paul, even though he was, I mean, for them, underage and drunk Mm -hmm. because they're legal drinking age is 21. Um, On the way home, he was driving the boat really erratically. Uh, People kept trying to pull him away from the wheel. He was like pushing people off him. He crashed into a bridge and everyone was hurled into the water. All the kids made it back to the shore except one girl called Mallory Beach whose body was found a week later. God. And apparently when police arrived at the scene, they refused to arrest Paul even though he was clearly drunk and underage, so Mm. they could at least get him on underage drinking. But all the kids were also saying he was the one driving. Mm. The police wouldn't even do a breath test on him. They were just like, nope, nope, not getting involved. (laughs) Like, nope. So at the hospital, several medical staff reported that Paul was extremely belligerent, clearly off his face, really difficult. They wrote that down in the medical notes. Police didn't put that in their police reports. The other kids at the hospital also said that very quickly Paul's dad, Alec, and Uncle Randolph showed up trying to intimidate them all, trying to get a story straight, trying to say, are you sure it was Paul driving the boat? Mm. You know, whatever. They also got Paul out of there before any tests could be done. Mm. So this is the way it works when you are kind of in charge of the whole justice system in your town. So Paul had been facing legal action from Mallory Beach's family uh, because it had now been, you know, three years since it happened. Mm. Yeah, two or three years since it happened. And Alec insinuated that um, the shooting may have been a revenge attack from one of her loved ones. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the story given. I was at my mother's and people are really angry about him, at him about this boat thing. Mm -hmm. So that was it. And everyone was kind of like, oh. Well, they're in charge, so what are you going to do? Like, So that was a theory floating around, and Alec went about his life while police investigated Maggie and Paul's murder, his wife and his son's murder. Mm -hmm. Things started to unravel a few months later, though. In September of 2021, so the shooting happened in June, Mm -hmm. now we're in September, Alec's father, Randolph Sr., who was the patriarch of the family, uh, died. Mm-hmm. He was had been the boss of the firm where Alec and his brother Randolph, like the next one, the third or whatever, mm-hmm. worked. Um, and I'm pretty sure the partners at the law firm had been waiting for Randolph Sr. to die because three days after his death, they confronted Alec with proof they had been collecting that he'd been stealing money from clients for years. Oh, <laughs> So I think they were, like, waiting for Randolph to cark it because he'd been unwell. As soon as he did, they were like, we can finally get rid of his deadbeat son. Like us with the monarchy. Yeah. We were just waiting for Liz to pass on. Mm -hmm. So then we could just, okay, we've had enough of that now. So I think they were kind of just going to let it, from what I can see, I think they were going to keep it quiet. He resigned that day. So they didn't fire him. Nothing was said publicly. He just resigned that day. Mm. The next day... Alec was found on the side of the road having been shot in the head. Oh. 
Yeah. He oh. was alive. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. People driving past had called police and said someone had flagged them down and asked for help, saying he'd been shot in the head, but they didn't want to stop because it seemed really suspicious. Yeah. So they caught, They said, no, we're not going to help you, but they still called the police. Uh-huh. So the police got to Alec on the side of the road and he said he had pulled over to change a tyre and a truck driver had driven past and just shot him in the head. But it was a superficial graze because he'd kind of missed. So he just had a graze on the back of his head. He was only in hospital for a day. I got scratched on the head. Basically. Yes, it was by a bullet, but it's a scratch. Yes. Yeah, okay, right. This was a bizarre turn of events. Mm. And the murders of Alec's wife and son had been in the news since they happened in June because it was a pretty big story in the town and sort of nationally a little. But this weird thing... Mm kind of made the case blow up in the media again. And this time people felt comfortable saying, like, I think he shot his wife and son. Like, Mm. no one had kind of been saying that so far, but this was just weird. Then about a week after this supposed trucky shooting, Alec admitted that it was a lie. Mm. He told authorities that he had a serious opioid addiction and had had it for years, Mm. and that's why he'd been stealing clients' money at the law firm. And when they busted him and he resigned, he uh, he paid a friend to shoot him in the head because he wanted to kill himself, but he wanted to make sure that his remaining son, Buster, would get his $10 million life insurance, which you don't get if it's a suicide. Right. Apparently, the friend was this guy called Curtis who had been a client of his at one point at the law firm, so just mm-hmm. some guy that he, you know, sued supermarket for a slip and fall or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had been working with Alec for years, helping him get his oxycodone. And so I think Alec was like, this is a dodgy person I can pay to shoot me in the head. Mm -hmm. Um, They've never quite said uh, why it was a dodgy shot, Mm -hmm. but it's, people tend to think that he didn't act, that whole wanting to kill himself thing was a lie. He actually had just wanted to be grazed with a shot to try and like get some sympathy because he was panicking about just having been fired from his job and he was worried about the shooting of his wife and son and it was like, oh, maybe if I, you know, if I'm the victim of a shooting, it can Mm. be like the same person's come after me. Yeah, it caused a bit of a distraction, confusion. Yep. And the killer's still out there, right? So, I mean, you know, whatever. That's, he just, it was just this bizarre thing and he had this bizarre explanation um, but because they, his explanation included what was essentially insurance fraud, at that point, Alec and Curtis, the guy who he got to shoot him in the head, are mm-hmm. arrested for attempting to defraud the insurance company. Uh-huh. Whoops. Um, Alec posts bail because it's not like a super serious charge and mm-hmm. he checks into rehab because he's like, I've admitted my opioid addiction mm-hmm. and now I'm going to get well. But that doesn't last long because finally... His massive complicated web of like weird destruction was coming undone because the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, otherwise called SLED, so I'm just going to call them SLED, Mm -hmm. got involved. And they are the ones who investigate like uh, prosecutors' offices, police departments when they're corrupt and dodgy. Mm -hmm. 
So SLED are not in the pocket of the Murdoch family. They are in charge of trying to bust people who are corrupt, like the Murdoch family. Independent body. So SLED comes in, and here's what they discovered. (laughs) Alec Murdoch had been unraveling for years. Mm -hmm. He had a very serious drug problem, a very serious spending problem. Mm -hmm. He started organizing major settlements for clients, telling them they had lost the case, and then he would just keep the settlements. And so he had dodgy kind of relationships with bank managers all over the state who would let him submit checks with the different name names like he had he had this whole system going mm. they really do find that like they think maybe it's up to 20 million dollars how much he was defrauding from clients and they're like he did not spend that all on oxycodone tablets mm. so it was he says i just was in the grips of a drug addiction it's like mm, that that's enough oxycodone to last like a thousand people a thousand years. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's spending just money on, I don't know, whatever stuff. They haven't been able to trace it. Nah. Uh-huh. Gambling, probably. Probably, you mm. know, stuff like that. So Sled uncovers all of that fraud that he had been doing at the law firm for years, which led to them deciding to reopen the death case. And this is where this whole story gets just out of control weird. Mm. This led to them deciding to reopen the death case of Alex and Maggie's housekeeper, Gloria. Uh-huh. Gloria had died in 2018 mm-hmm. after falling down the stairs at the Murdoch home. Stop it. She had died as a result of a head injury from that fall. And Alec told her sons to sue him for the fall because she fell at his house and he was very well insured. And so he said, sue me and the insurance will cover a big payout for you. Mm-hmm. So Sled asked Gloria's sons if they'd ever received any money from this, like, suing that they did. Mm. And they said, no, we've not got anything. We just didn't know what had... We thought maybe it hadn't happened. We don't know. Turns out Alec had kept a $5 million insurance payout meant for her sons for himself. <laughs> And Sled thinks that not only was this just a dodgy fraud after an accidental death, it was they not an accidental think, death. Yeah, he planned the whole thing. He killed Gloria in order to make the whole plan happen, in order to get her sons to claim the insurance money that he could then get paid out and he would keep. Diabolical. Yes. No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so... Sled can't prove the murder of Gloria, but they can prove that he defrauded her sons, that he got a mm. six or five or six million dollar insurance payment meant for them that he kept. So they pull him out of rehab in late 2021 and he gets arrested. Mm. And this time bail is denied. So he's remanded in prison. Mm-hmm. And Sled keeps looking and they discover more. So I don't think this is funny. I'm just shocked. No, I know. It's crazy. This is why I think it's been so huge in the US and why I wanted to tell it here because I'm like, I can't believe people in Australia haven't really locked into this story because yeah. it's nuts. How much more have we got to go? Mm, like a bit. Oh, oh, a bit. Okay. Halfway there? It's oh like it just gets crazy. It, you can't. I told you it's crazy. The, the complicated web of it is nuts. Uh-huh. So then in 2019... There was the boat crash caused by his son, Paul, mm-hmm. who killed uh, the girl, Mallory Beach. 
And while the family had so far, the Murdoch family had so far prevented Paul from being jailed for that crash, Mm. by 2021, Mallory's family was coming after Paul Murdoch for damages Mm -hmm. because he had been the one driving the boat. And he'd also finally been arrested in relation to it and was due to stand trial for, like, you know, drunken negligence, whatever, uh, like probably manslaughter or Mm. whatever you get charged for. This is damages that if Mallory Beach's family successfully sue Paul Murdoch, I mean, he's a kid, he doesn't have any money, his family will have to pay. Mm. Um, And also the trial to keep him out of prison for the boat accident is going to be ridiculously expensive. Mm. And Alec Murdoch is like, I don't have any money because I've been scamming people for years and spending it all on oxycodone and whatever else. Mm. So he's stressing out about this upcoming trial with his son. Mm. Also at this time in 2021, Alec's wife, Maggie, had been suspecting something was up for a while and she had moved out of the couple's home and into their beach house. Mm -hmm. She had quietly started divorce proceedings and hired a forensic accountant to look into their finances. Mm -hmm. So we have a man who has been defrauding people for years, has a serious drug problem, He knows that all the money is gone. He doesn't have much coming in. Mm -hmm. And now he's on the line to pay a big payout to Mallory Beach's family on behalf of his son, Paul, Mm -hmm. plus millions for Paul's trial. And he's about to face a divorce Mm -hmm. that at the very least will be expensive, but at the most will uncover the dodgy way he's been living for years. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of backed in a corner. His wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul, are a bit of a problem for Alec right now. So one night, he calls Maggie and he asks her to come to the house so they can go see his father together, who at that point was unwell and was soon going to die. Mm. And that was very odd of him to ask because they had not really been on speaking terms since she'd moved out. And she even texted a friend that afternoon and said, he's acting fishy, I think he's up to something. Mm. That night, Paul and Maggie are shot at the Murdoch home. <sighs> so, Sled finally puts all of this together and Alec Murdoch is charged with the murder of his wife Maggie and his son Paul while he's already in prison for the fraud committed against the housekeeper's son. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Can you say that again? Sorry. Sled finally puts all of this together mm. and Alex Murdoch is charged with the murder of his wife Maggie and son Paul while he's already in prison for the fraud against the housekeeper's sons. Got it. Because the housekeeper died and he told them he'd get them a payout and then he kept all the money, but also maybe he probably killed her in order to just get the money. So sloppy, so arrogant to think he's going to get away with all of this. This is like the, like, um, what's the word? Um, Inevitable endpoint of Nepo babies. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like the great-grandfather, the grandfather, the father, him, and then his kids also seem awful. Like the further you get down and they haven't had to work as hard and they've been spoiled and this. Yes. So when he gets, when finally they say they're charging him with 
the murder of his wife and son with the shooting. It's huge news in the US because everyone had heard about the shooting when it happened. Mm. He hadn't been arrested and people were like, oh, maybe it wasn't him. And then all this bizarre stuff had happened with him getting shot on the side of the road and then getting arrested for this thing to do with his housekeeper. And everyone was like, what's going on? And then they were like, he, he, we think he did it. So he finally gets arrested. It's huge news. The trial is live streamed around the world. People are gripped, particularly in the US. Mm. This is when the documentary also started airing on Netflix. So it was airing before, like, the trial had even concluded. Right. Um, Alec maintains his innocence. He still claims that the shooting was a revenge shooting for Mallory Beach's death. Mm -hmm. Someone was just angry about that. Or that some dodgy characters that he'd come across in his time in the dark world of opioid addiction, mm -hmm. had just turned up to his house and for whatever reason shot his wife and son. Mm. Like, that's another uh, theory he floats around. His older son, Buster, who is um, currently in university for uh, studying law to go and, you know, do the family business, mm. sticks by him, believes him. Oh, no. So does the whole family. But also, Buster sucks he got kicked out of university for plagiarizing and then his family paid a lawyer $100,000 to hound them until they let him back in. So that's just like one of his kids killed someone on a boat and the other one needed to get saved by daddy when he cheated on his law test. Oh, they suck. They really do. <laughs> they suck. So he's maintaining his uh, evidence. Evidence. He's, maintain <laughs> he's maintaining his innocence. Honestly. Uh, his remaining son, Buster, thinks he's innocent. His family thinks he's innocent. Pretty damning evidence, though, is a Snapchat. Mm. A Snapchat that Paul sent out five minutes before the shooting, mm. which they determined the exact time of the shooting, judging uh, by when the activity on Paul and Maggie's phones completely stopped. Uh-huh. Um, so they knew, like, around five minutes when they'd been, within five minutes, when mm -hmm. they'd been shot. And in the five minutes before that, Paul had done a Snapchat of uh, a bunch of dogs they had in this big dog kennel. And he mm. was like playing with the dogs and his mum's like shouting to the dogs. And then you hear Alec also talking to the dogs. And that was five minutes before they were shot when he said he was visiting his mother. Oh. And he would have had no idea that his son did a Snapchat. Yeah. So he and had, even if he did, he probably assumed that when they disappear, yeah. they actually disappear. Which yeah. Of course they do not. Yeah. Um, so there's a Snapchat putting him at the scene five <sighs> minutes before they were shot. And he got on the stand and was like, oh, no, I think I just got confused. I did get home and see them and, and we played with the dogs and then I went inside. Mm -hmm. And then they were shot mm. and everyone was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so at the start of March, so literally a few weeks ago, the jury takes just two hours mm. to come back with a verdict of guilty. Surprise it took him that long. He gets two life sentences without parole. He's planning to appeal but there are several other charges against him as well at this point. There's like several counts of fraud from a whole lot of legal clients that mm. he um, stole money from. Mallory Beach's family is uh, now trying to sue, because Paul has died, so they can't sue him anymore, but they're mm. trying to sue the Murdoch family in general, particularly 
Alec for allowing his underage drinking. Yeah. Which like led to, because the parents had bought the alcohol that all the kids drank before they went out on the boat that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gloria, the housekeeper, they're talking about her body uh, is probably going to be exhumed to determine exactly how she died mm. because there's a lot of dodginess there. Even though she fell down the stairs, which is an accidental death, uh, there must have been some mix-up with when the Murdochs were, you know, nudging the uh, coroner to say whatever because the mm. coroner wrote on her death certificate natural causes. And so now they're like, well, someone was just trying to say... She just died. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's do- something dodgy happened there. So mm. she's probably going to be exhumed because they do think that he killed her in order oh, to yeah. elaborately, That's like, get her sons to sue for insurance that he could then keep. Like, it's all just so bizarre. And then last week, it was announced that another murder is connected to the Murdoch family. Stop it. This is why, because I was going to do this last week and I was like, oh, my God, now there's a whole other thing attached to it. So, in 2015, a teenager called Stephen Smith was found on the road uh, dead with blunt force trauma to his head. Mm. The police on the scene immediately thought it was a murder. To them, it looked as if he had been killed somewhere else and placed on the road to make it look like he'd been hit by a car. Uh Like, it looked very obviously to the police staged. And they wrote all that in their initial reports. um, And... In their initial investigations, the Murdoch name came up a lot mm. and they had put it all in their initial police reports because Stephen Smith was gay in high school mm. with Buster Murdoch and apparently Buster and Stephen were in a secret relationship together and oh. everybody in the town knew, oh. but that is not something that <gasps> is acceptable, particularly in the Deep South, but particularly by the wealthiest white family. Oh, no. So, the name came up a lot, like Buster's family, something to do with Buster. Buster wasn't meant to be with him. There was Mm. anger. There was whatever. Then, all of a sudden, those initial police reports just disappeared. Anything that mentioned them, anything that mentioned that it, like, was a staged, like, uh, body, all of that disappeared, and then... All there was was a report saying he had died in a hit and run and the case was closed. (gasps) Even though his injuries did not match being, like, hit by a car. He only had this blunt force trauma to the head. He didn't Mm. have any broken bones. His shoes were still... Like, there's so many things that when you get hit by a car tend to be quite usual. None of that. He literally just had this head trauma and he was splayed out on the road like he'd been placed there. And then... All the initial police reports mentioning the Murdochs and any suspicion disappeared. It was just hit and run. Oh, my gosh. So his mother kept insisting over the years that something more had happened. She thought maybe it was like a a hate crime. Wasn't sure if it was connected to the Murdochs, but she definitely knew he had been murdered. Mm. Um, She was ignored Mm. until SLED investigators said that last year... During the course of investigating Alex Murdoch for all these other stuff, they found evidence that gave them reason to reopen the Stephen Smith case. Mm. They're not, they haven't said what that evidence is. Mm-hmm. They're just saying they were investigating Alec for the murders of his wife, his son, of the housekeeper, of all mm-hmm. the other stuff. And they have reason to believe the Stephen Smith case needs to be reopened. Uh-huh. 
So they are now also going to exhume Stephen Smith's body to try and see what happened there. Mm. But um, that's kind of it. Wow. He is now in prison, in a holding prison, while they're trying to decide what permanent prison to send him to. Mm. They're, of course, appealing everything. Mm. I don't know how successful that will be. But um, Alex, Alec Murdoch's wife and son were shot and then it unraveled, opened up into one of the craziest, weirdest, wow. deep goes in more directions than you can possibly imagine cases. So bonkers. Bonkers. I am still processing so much of this. I know. Have they started, like, prosecuting or charging any of the people who are involved in the dodgy cover-ups along the way? Like Like, people in the police department and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, the people who investigated Stephen Smith, people who'd be responsible for documents that disappeared. Not that I've heard of because... I mean, maybe they will, but from everything I've looked into, it's kind of just a case of um, everything was poisonous. Mm. Like, it, and you can't charge everyone. Mm. Like, it was a, just a overall corrupt system that his family had built. And there had been lots of times, like, there was another road accident that Paul had been drunk when he was, like, 16 and his car had flipped and there was, like, someone else in the car with him and... Uh, the guy who was in the car with him wanted to call an ambulance and Paul was like, no, called his parents. His family came. It's very like the rich people know how to clean things up. Mm. Very much like when Kendall is in that crash in succession and then his family, like Logan Roy, just like cleans it up. So he was in this crash with this kid and the kid was like, I wanted to call the ambulance. Nah, his parents came, his family came. They cleaned things up. They got it together. They Mm. made sure he didn't get breath tests. They've been covering things up. For so long. Because they can. Yeah. Each of them has grown up. Yeah. More and more so with each passing generation. Yeah. Far out. I mean, you those sorts of characters show up in books yeah. and movies and you think that it's completely exaggerated yeah. and, you know, five times yeah. what's actually in the realm of possibility. But no, here it is. Literally, like, he... This, is, this shows how messed up the situation with their family is and how far the corruption goes. During the case, like the trial for the murder of his wife and son, um, they had to remove a portrait of his grandfather from the courthouse because they were worried it was going to affect the jury. Like that is how entrenched his family is in the legal system in this part of the world. Um, it's There's this uh, journalist who was covering the case from really early on from, like, back at the boat crash. So before Paul and um, Maggie were even shot, Mm. she had an interest in the Murdoch family and thought there was dodgy dealings going on. Her name is Mandy Matney. And she was writing about the Murdoch so much that um, she had to resign her job at the newspaper she worked at because it was making them nervous. They were like, you can't write about them this much. Like, it's... They'll come after yeah, us because like, they don't. know where all the bodies are buried exactly. and they're able to blackmail just about anyone. Uh-huh. They can pull whatever strings they like. So she was writing a lot about them. The newspaper basically said either stop writing about them or you're out of a job and she was like, fine, bye, and went and got a new job at this new website and she was writing about it all right when the shooting happened, right when that all... And so straight away they started a podcast called The Murdoch Murders 
And that is what blew the whole thing wide open. And people say that um, he might have got away with it. It sounds like the end of a Scooby-Doo. And I could have got away with it too <laughs> if you weren't free. But he might have got away with it. People might have let it go if it had not been for this podcast exploding oh. and her constantly pushing, pushing, pushing. No, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? That's dodgy. That doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they think she basically was reporting it in a way that she put pressure on South Carolina to, like, actually have to go after him. And so people say this whole thing, like, he got arrested because of her. And so uh, that podcast was really huge. And um, then that led to the making of, you know... There's a couple of docos and um, kind of blew the story wide open. Podcast doom, so much for the world. So if anybody is highlighting, you know, any of the corruption, maybe other people getting in trouble, it, it would be her, mm. Mandy Matney. Well, I hope they do get to that level. Yeah. Because, like, this seems like something with lots of tentacles that they'll need to, you know, one by one cut off, weed out, whatever they need to do. Can you imagine, like, rich lawyer from a legal dynasty married to, you know, the town cheerleader, has two sons who are also just going to grow up and go to law school, gets an opioid addiction, starts stealing settlement money from clients to just cover whatever weird expenses he has, then isn't getting enough settlements, so starts killing people Mm. in order to get people to try and get settlements (sighs) that he can then keep. And then... It all starts to unravel to a point where his wife and his son are going to cost him too much money, so he kills them. Mm. And then when he gets arrested, they just uncover, everything falls apart. Yeah. And had his gay son's lover executed to cover that up as maybe, well. I mean, maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. They're exhuming the body. They, they don't know what's happening, but Sled has said, well, yeah, that case is reopened. It wasn't a hit and run. I am stunned by this. I know. I can't, like you said, I can't believe that this hasn't like gripped the nation here. I just think maybe because it's a real US centric thing. Mm. Like, because I really did see, like, in the US news, it's huge. And I've seen a couple of stories here, but it just hasn't really seemed to um, grab interest here. But it's nuts. And it's so, like, I was even saying to you before the show, I'm, I don't even know if I, have set this out well because there's just so many moving parts to it. Like, Mm. it's really... (laughs) And then this murder and then that. And then that body came out of nowhere and it's also connected. Like, it's he's just like a diabolical psychopath. Yeah. But a rich little prince whose family covered stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently now Buster uh, has finished uh, his law degree but is um, not in a great place. All his dad's assets got transferred to him, um, but then it, it looked like he was trying to uh, hide a lot of it. He was trying to like, sell the house, get the money, put it in an offshore account, so then they froze it all. So he doesn't have any access to any of whatever money his dad did have. Mm. Um, and he apparently is just like living with his girlfriend and quite depressed and... No one really knows much about where he's at. Oh, poor Buster. And then the weird thing is the law firm that was started by the great-grandpa and then the grandpa worked there and then the dad worked there and then they worked there, him and his brother, uh, Alec and his brother. So they kicked Alec out Mm. after the dad died. Um, But I went to the website today. The brother still works at the law firm. They renamed it just to be like, oh, yeah, that's not us. 
we've got a new name. Mm-hmm. And he still works there. And you go to like his profile on the thing and it's just like, this is Rudolph Murdoch and he lives in the town and his great-grandfather started the firm and he's just there smiling and it's like, no mention of anything. Well, he hasn't been implicated in anything No, not yet. at all, but it's just like, isn't that weird? Oh, and by the way, his brother used to work here, but he ripped everyone off and <laughs> murdered a bunch of people. You've heard of him. Yeah, like, oh. Wow. I'm sure they'll end up uncovering some they, more stuff. I'm sure there'll be more. members of the family, so do keep us posted. Mm. I will, and I mean, the family has enough money that... Um, and because they're supporting him, like, it'll just be... A, and they're lawyers. Mm. It'll be appeal after appeal after appeal after appeal. I guess. Why not? This is wild. Okay, wow. so what should I start with? The documentary? So there is The Murdoch Murders, which is the podcast by Mandy Matney, the um, journalist. Mm-hmm. There is competing documentaries. It's a Deep Impact versus Armageddon, Volcano versus Dante Peak situation. Dueling dockers. So mm. there's uh, the... Murder, murders. See, I can't not. Murder, murder. The Murdoch murders, (laughs) a southern scandal, is on Netflix. I watched that one. The HBO one is called Low Country, The Murdoch Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Um, So I listened to the podcast, well, some of it, because it's like three, four years worth of stuff. It's long. Mm -hmm. Um, And I watched the Netflix doco, um, and there's also just because the US is obsessed with it so much Mm -hmm. online about all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot. I'll put it all in the show notes. But the Netflix documentary is very good. I think that's where I'll start. Yeah, Yeah, it's very, very good. It goes a lot into the um, boat accident um, and, like, looks at Mallory Beach and, you know, there's interviews with her family and it it just, yeah, it really um, looks into the icky kind of deep mess of how this family gets away with anything at once yeah. in this town. How little they value lives. Mm. So gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess it just goes to show it doesn't matter how you spell Murdoch. <laughs> it's your name. <laughs> yes. Chances are pretty high going to be an ass. Well, look, he's a murderer, so I feel okay saying murder, 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 mm. murder, murder. We'll allow it. Murdoch murders. Okay. That was just the gist of the Murdoch murders. That was sensational. Thank you, brother. Jacob. Rosie. Did you know how over the course of recording just the gist these last few years, Mm. you have screamed and shrieked more than anyone would think possible? Me? (laughs) Moi? You just told me just the gist of something that had me screaming and shrieking in a way that I never thought I would get even close to how you do that. Mm. I lost it. Welcome to my level yeah. of overdramatic uh-huh. <laughs> self-expression. Uh, yeah, this is a story that a lot of people think they know about. You don't know they it. They really don't know. No. I thought I knew it. I didn't know it. Next week, we are serving you just the gist of the Hindenburg disaster gist. We'll see you then. And meanwhile, there's flammable paint mm-hmm. on the... that it's made out of. That, Whoops. That's it. Okay. And then when they want to come down to land, they have to lose buoyancy, so that's let when the they release the valves out. and let out. And where does, it go, where does it go then? Out into the atmosphere. 
That doesn't seem safe. Not to us today, no. Okay, mm. all right. None of this seems particularly safe. It's falling into place in my mind. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like this was inevitable. <laughs> is this going to end badly? <laughs> I feel like this isn't going to go well. Okay. Okay.